and welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. In this segment, we're going to talk about issues that are commonly found in Metro Atlanta homes, especially those built from the late 80s all the way through the 90s and into the early 2000s. The things that you might have from a class action lawsuit lawsuit standpoint, a defective product, if you will, uh, that you might experience in homes in Metro Atlanta. And in many cases, as a buyer, you might not be aware that this is something that you need to be concerned with. We're going to talk about synthetic, synthetic stucco, which we talked about in the last segment, press board siding, polybutylene plumbing, double pane windows, which are not necessarily a class action lawsuit product, but there are many, many double pane windows all throughout Metro Atlanta that have broken seals and you have this fog on the inside of the glass. And I also want to talk a little bit about cinder block foundation walls. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy a home with cinder block foundation walls, but I am saying you probably should be careful if you are buying one of those homes. Remember, we want to connect with you and it is easy to connect with us. Go to GoGaddisRadio, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments. You can push back or challenge anything that I say. You can share your ideas. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight segment if you'd like to. That's in the fourth segment of the show. And you can subscribe to our podcast. We would love for you to be a podcast subscriber. In fact, I say go subscribe to the podcast today. So when I bought my last home that I bought in Metro Atlanta, the one I live in, it was back in 1992. Uh, excuse me, 1999. The house was built in 1991. And there, the home had a particular product on it that was the subject of a class action lawsuit. Now, that means for those who don't know that there was a bunch of people who purchased homes that had this type of siding on it. And my home has what's called LP siding, which stands for Louisiana Pacific siding. There was also Masonite siding. There was all kinds of brands that were subjects of class action lawsuits. And when I bought the home, the seller of the home disclosed to me that the home had a, a product on it that was the subject of class action litigation. That seller had gotten a settlement or a payment of, let's just call it a couple of thousand dollars. And I think that seller used it to paint the home. And because I knew I had something that already had some issues with it, I was able to take additional care of it over the years. And I still have that same siding on my home today. It is in very, very good shape. So you're probably wondering, okay, if I have press board siding, if my home is built sometime from the late 80s all the way to the early 2000s, I wish I could give you a very specific time. I know my my sister uh, built her home 1996 or 1998, and they were still using uh, LP siding at that time on homes. And it's not that the material is a bad material. This is the the you know the just the normal siding that you would see the lap siding that's on the side of a home or front of the home back of the home uh, that you know where where the the pieces are stair stepped all the way up to the top and the issue uh, is that so that board those boards were manufactured they were basically extruded they were run through a high pressure extrusion machine I don't know if I'm saying that correctly extrusion machine and they basically take cardboard and little wood fiber chips and they press it together and then they basically seal it um, in a, you know, an outer coating, if you will. And so what happened was as in many cases in Metro Atlanta, when those 
siding boards when one laps over the other they would actually put nails along the bottom of that edge and when they did that they would cause the bottom edge of the the siding to swell and or they would cause it to start to open up so it has this let's just call it a plastic seal over it. it's not a plastic seal i don't even know what it's called but it starts to open up on the bottom and then it starts to work like a wick so if you have a a wick in a, in, a, in a container of oil for one of your, um, uh, maybe one of your torches in the backyard. Uh, and so as it burns at the top, it wicks the moisture up through the wick all the way to the top or wicks the oil through to the top. And that's what happens is the rain runs down the front of the siding and it's supposed to drip off of one piece and down to the next piece, but it will roll around the bottom edge. And when it rolls around the bottom edge of the siding, it actually sucks it up into the siding. I have seen one of these, a home, it was a, a car with a, it was a home with, it was a town home in Peachtree Corners that had a detached garage behind it. And it was a carport and it, there was no wallboard or sheetrock on the inside. You could just see the siding on the outside. And, and there were mushrooms growing on this siding. So the first thing I think you need to be aware of is whether or not your home has any siding that was the subject of a class action lawsuit. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis. In addition to being the host of this show, I'm a full-time real estate agent and broker. My family's been in business for 35 years. We live, eat, breathe, and sleep real estate in Metro Atlanta, and we would love nothing more than to work with you. And what we're talking about are products or things that buyers should be aware of when they're out looking for homes in Metro Atlanta that in many cases they are not even aware of at all. The second item is synthetic stucco. And in our last segment, we talked about synthetic stucco. We had a listener question saying, do I need to be aware of synthetic stucco? And for a while, I know some of the big employers in Metro Atlanta would not even provide relocation benefits for someone who was buying a synthetic stucco home, meaning if you bought it, they were not going to give you relocation benefits to help you sell it. And as we mentioned in the prior segment, it was really more of an installation problem. It was not caulked correctly. And synthetic siding is sort of like having a cooler, uh, a styrofoam cooler on the exterior of your home with a very thin, very light, um, you know, concrete finish on it. Um, I was actually working as a kid in the landscaping business back in the 1980s, and I was raking in a yard in front of a home that was a synthetic stucco home, and I didn't realize that I was close to the home. And so the end of the rake hit the home, and it literally went right into that uh, exterior siding or that cladding, uh, the synthetic stucco. And so it's an insulation problem. You get moisture behind the stucco and it rots a lot of the structural membranes, the sill plates and things like that for the wall. So it can certainly be destructive if you have a home that has synthetic stucco, if you do not keep it caulked and sealed. If you're buying one of those homes, as we mentioned in the first segment, you need to make sure you have a company that is authorized to inspect synthetic stucco homes come out and inspect it and they need to test the moisture levels. They drill small holes through the stucco and they test the level of moisture, you know, between the exterior cladding and the, you know, the structural supports, the two by fours or two by sixes. The next thing is polybutylene plumbing. And we have a listener question in the third segment about polybutylene plumbing. So I'm just going to hit on this real quickly. A lot of these products were used about the same time. So synthetic stucco was popular when the press board siding was popular, when the 
polybutylene plumbing, but they were trying to decrease the cost of putting in plumbing. And so they made this extruded plastic pipe. It's actually kind of a blue gray color. And they would affix the pipe with these uh, fittings. Uh, in the first place, they were plastic fittings. They'd push them together and then they went to like aluminum fittings and then they went to copper fittings in the end. And the problem with this piping is that it gets leaks. And so uh, it's not a matter of whether or not you're going to have a leak. A lot of times with polybutylene plumbing, it's a matter of when. And so we will talk more about that in the third segment. But you need to know before you close on your home purchase, whether or not the home you're looking at has uh, polybutylene plumbing. Very, very important to understand that. In many cases in Metro Atlanta and, you know, for the last year, it didn't matter if the home you were looking for and maybe two years, if it didn't matter if it had class action lawsuit products, it didn't really matter uh, because you were going to have to do whatever the seller wanted you to do in order to buy that home. Now things are becoming more balanced. And so buyers have a lot more uh, oomph. They have a lot more sway in the negotiations today than they did even two or three short months ago. And so in many cases for the last couple of years, if, if a home had fogged windows, if you open the curtains or pulled up the blinds and, and you have two different window panes and one of them almost looks like it has calcium on the inside of it or fog or moisture on the inside of it, it's because in most cases, the seals in that window, those two panes in a double pane window are actually sealed together. And they, there is a gas that's in between those panes and there's a leak in the seal and moisture uh, is getting up inside in between the glass panes. And there are many, many cases where the actual sash can be replaced. Sometimes they can take the glass out of the sash and replace it. Uh, but it's something you need to be aware of because buyers in a balanced market, they don't like their windows to be fogged uh, any more than I'm sure you would like your windows to be fogged. And the last thing I want to talk about in this segment, and if you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and I'm talking about products things on houses in Metro Atlanta that buyers probably are not aware of that they should be aware of because you don't want to learn about these things after closing. The next one is cinder block foundation walls. You don't have a whole lot of cinder block foundation walls in Metro Atlanta, but in the 80s, there was a good number of homes that were built on cinder block foundations. And I'm not an expert in foundations, but I will tell you this, when a home has a cinder block wall and it has a home inspection, it is quite common to find horizontal cracks in that wall and where the pressure of the dirt on the outside is basically pushing the wall in and it's making it bend, it's making it bow in. And so I'm not telling you should not buy, I'm not telling you you shouldn't buy a home that has a cinder block wall. What I'm telling you is that if you are looking to buy a home and it has a cinder block wall, foundation wall, then my suggestion is you have it thoroughly inspected. Uh, in many cases, the way they shore that up is they come in and they put a, a, a basically like an iron I-beam on the inside of the wall and they basically bolt it to the floor and they bolt it to the house. And so it is the slab in the basement or the or, or whatever the lowest floor is and the home itself that's actually holding the wall up. So be aware of synthetic stucco, press board siding, polybutylene plumbing, which we'll talk about in the next segment leaking double pane windows and cinder block foundation walls. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, why is it important that listings are in really good showing condition, especially today? And we're going to talk more about the problem with polybutylene pipes. Stick with us. We'll be back. Mommy's all right. 